胃疼。Special was handed to all my, all my soldiers over there in Iraq. Everybody right here. What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got. You know what I'm saying? Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get to 'em, baby girl. Hey, hey, that's right. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Five o two. What is going on? Got some jams going this morning. A little Ti, live your life to get you going. Y'all know, hey, hey, you know, if you want to get your the, the blood pumping and you know just get all feeling good and and, and hyped up. You know what I'm saying? That's a good one to get started. Y'all know how we do. We like to we like to get you, you know, get you rolling in the morning. So uh welcome in. This is Wake Up 502. This is your boy Rashawn Myers coming to you live from the palatial studios of WXVW, Big X Sports Radio here in beautiful Southern Indiana. Uh it is going down. We have so much to get into today. Very, very excited about everything we have to talk about. Um, I'll be joined uh, a little bit later on by Haven Harrington as well as uh, at that boy's good, Mr. Joe Kelly as well. Uh, Leanne Herring will be joining us to give us her picks for the divisional playoff round uh, of the NFL playoffs. Uh, that'll be coming up uh, later on in the second hour as well. Um, but, man, we have so much to get into. It has been a crazy, crazy week. Of course, Louisville men's basketball continues to uh, have drama unfold. It seems like every day um, Louisville took another, uh, you know, big loss um, at home on Wednesday night. Um, things did not go well versus the Pittsburgh Panthers um, and the subsequent outrage and just all of the uh, gnashing of teeth and, and anger has uh seemingly galvanized Louisville men's basketball to kind of get in gear and trying to do some things to finally uh, do something about what's happening. I, I feel like they're starting to hear the voices, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, last night, something I didn't even realize we were going to get into, Shannon Sharp uh, trying to take on the whole Memphis Grizzlies basketball team and 
John Moran's pops tea. Uh, you know, it, it it was it was going on last night in L.A. Uh, so we're gonna get into that a little bit. Lamar Jackson uh, is starting to uh, impose his will. With the Baltimore Ravens, it seems like so. We're going to get into that as well. Um, so a lot, a lot, a lot to get into. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, anytime I can come in here, first of all, y'all know I always I have to save up all my quote unquote takes for most of the week. I don't do too much uh, tweeting anymore, at least during this basketball season, just because you know um, <laughs> I've been told I, I've been a little bit too. Uh, negative for some um so I, I have opted for the most part unless louisville is actually playing basketball games um that's pretty much the only time i put my analysis out there just because uh you know i i, I am trying to that, that you know my, my mom always told me if you don't got nothing good to say don't say nothing at all so i i've been trying to be nice by at least toning it down i won't say i'm completely you know quiet but i have definitely um taking a step back from being as uh, aggressive and active on twitter and social media and just kind of watching how things are unfolding and then of course i'll come and bring it all to you guys on saturday mornings uh, as well as saturday afternoons um at 21st in germantown uh, 1481 south shelby street of course we'll be there again today for game day 502 uh, make sure you check us out there um it'll be going down uh, we'll be watching uh the nfl playoff games uh, we'll be talking more about uh, louisville basketball uh, and many, many other things. So uh, definitely come out and check us out over there at 21st in Germantown. It's been a lively crowd over there the last couple of weeks. So, um, you know, always a good thing. Uh, and uh, speaking of good things, uh, we, we got my man Haven Harrington joining us in the, in the studio now. Uh, he's getting himself all uh, together. Haven, you good over there? Oh yeah! Hey, oh, look yeah. at him! Look at him! Look at him! Just in, in here. Uh, okay, look like you came in on a mission, Haven. Uh, did, how, how'd you like the selection coming in this morning? Yeah, you, oh, you wasn't listening. So, so let me get this straight. It was dope. Right, what what I play? I don't know. Look at but see, it was dope. You see, you see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? People like most people, if they coming into the show, let me tell you the way it usually works: is that if somebody's going to know they got a show going on, especially you know if they're going to uh, tap dance in here in a couple minutes, they usually turn the show on and see and listen to what's going on on the way. Hey, what was you listening to coming in here? I just wonder what was you listening to, like NPR. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I knew you was listening to something. Y'all see how he does me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I get. That's my co-host right I was getting my news fix in. I understand. I understand. But, you know, I was I played um, uh, T.I. Live Your Life, T.I. and Rihanna. You know, of course, you know, Rihanna's doing the Super Bowl this year. I know. So, you know, she's going to kill it. I'm very excited to see um, what special guests she has. I mean, Rihanna's been on, you know, been in joints and tracks with everybody. So, I'm sure it's going to be an all-star cast out there for Super Bowl, so I'm very excited to see what goes on with that. But yeah, a little T.I. Live Your Life uh, to get uh, get the blood flowing this morning. You know what I'm saying? So, Dude, it's like NFL playoff weekend. How can your blood not be flowing? Hey, right? Right? I mean, the divisional round, all these games is going to be great. Uh, you know, I mean, you had that amazing comeback by the Jaguars last week. Man, I went 3-1 and one last week, and the only game I missed. Yeah. Was my Cowboys. Yeah, and I told you. I told you. I told you. I said, Haven, have faith. The Buccaneers suck. Tom Brady is old. If, you can't, if you're the Cowboys at 12-4 and four and can't beat old man River, 
Something is wrong with you. And the Dallas Cowboys, even though I can't stand the Cowboys, went out there and dog-walked the Buccaneers. But we're going to get into that now with number two. I, we, we're going to talk a whole lot about that. Now, let me ask you something. I know we're going to get into this later. Did you see uh, what happened with Shannon Sharp last night? I did not. Oh, oh gosh, boy. Hey, hey, it was craziness at the Lakers game. Shannon Sharp tried to fight everybody last night. <laughs> and he's just sitting on the sidelines, and all of a sudden – all hell broke loose. So we're going to talk about that. I want, I want your opinion on on that. Uh, you, you might want to just take a look at that it, on, in, during the break. Just kind of look up on Twitter. Just type in Shannon Sharp. It'll just, trust me, it'll come up. <laughs> but but we're going to get into that a little bit later. But I do want to talk about, of course, um, you know, Louisville basketball, always having something going on, uh, all that drama haven. And, and uh it seemed it, it was very interesting because Wednesday night, uh, Louisville hosted the Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, Jeff Capel and, and the Fighting Panthers came in, a team that Louisville has owned uh, in every conference that they've ever been in. A coach who was on the hot seat. The Pittsburgh Panthers that had never beaten Louisville at the Yum Center. A Pittsburgh Panthers team that, um, you know, has been awful uh, up until this year where, I don't know, a guy went out and just completely robbed the transfer market and magically he has a better team. That's a theme that we've heard over and over and over again this year. Um, but uh, the Pittsburgh Panthers came in, beat Louisville by 21 points, Haven. Just absolute beatdown. And it was interesting because I, I want your opinion on this because after this game was over, I saw something happen you know, people have been upset about the year so far. And people were mad again, but this time it was different. Like, people were just – like, if it felt like a breaking point. Like, a lot of people kind of jumped off the wagon, off the Kenny Payne wagon, and kind of really got angry um, after the game Wednesday. And we have heard a lot of venom and a lot of anger from the Louisville fans, the you know the subsequent last couple of days since that game, um, and, and I just want to know, in your opinion, like what was different about this week? I, I'll give you my opinion and thoughts on that. But what 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 do you think? Like, why was this so? I mean, Louisville's two and seventeen, so I mean they've been getting their tails kicked for a while now. So so what do you think made this one different to where it just seemed like it was a lot of anger after the game Wednesday night? For me, it's I, I think it's a culmination of things, right? One, I think the realistic prospect that you may never win a game the rest of the season has like really set in. Like this is it. You've won your two games. You, like you know, a crazy stat that came out of that game, Haven. Dude, there's like a bunch of stats <laughs> that came out during that game. That was the eighth twenty-point loss of the season for Louisville basketball. This the most year. in program history. Most in history, and it's only January twenty-first. <laughs> we're also the, according to Kim Palm, we're the lowest-ranked Power Six team in history. It's crazy in history. Yeah, no, no Power Six team has ever been rated this low ever, and since Kim Palm started. Yes, literally. <laughs> like I, it, it was, and I, I feel like for me, and and you can give me your opinion on this. Like one of the biggest things that has been helping Kenny Payne from kind of being purely in the spotlight has been the constant barrage of football news that that we've had. We had Scott Satterfield first kind of turn the season around and Louisville go on a bit of a run at the end of the year. You know, after things started to go bad at the end of October, kind of you know Satterfield kind of righted the ship and was able to end up winning eight games last year. 
And that helped kind of soften the blow. It kind of took the attentions off of Kenny Payne and, and Louisville basketball. Then you had, of course, Satterfield News that he uh, is leaving and, and heading to Cincinnati. You had that break. Uh, and then you had, of course, the Jeff Brom news and everything that Jeff Brom has done since taking the job from hiring coaches to retaining the Flyville 23 class for the most part and then continuing to add transfers. And I feel like this week was the first week where, you know, school has started, kids have enrolled, and now there's no football news. And there's no feel-good football stories at the moment because, you know, things really won't start get, getting going again until spring practice or well, at least the, the second signing period. Yeah, until like mid-February you have the second signing period. Yeah, so, like, I feel like because there's no football news now, it's just all Kenny Payne and Louisville basketball. And everybody just kind of watched and they kind of came to that realization that we still have to do this for about 15 more games. Yes, well, you know, like I said, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the realization now that this is it. We're not going to get any better. You haven't seen any player development at all, at all from any position on the court. You got beat beat down by a Pittsburgh team that you normally own, by a coach that was about to be fired, that was on a hot seat, a, a winnable game. Most people thought this was a winnable game for, yeah. for, for Louisville. And – you're seeing the same mistakes over – I mean, it's like a broken record. They start off pretty decent, right? They start the first five, ten minutes of the game playing very well. Yeah. Hustling, moving around, a lot of movement, uh, engaged on defense. And then the turnover train happens. Jalen Brothers dribbles the ball off his foot like twice. Per every game – <laughs> it, it, it never fails to happen. It never fails to happen. L. Ellis is going to jump in. He's going to drive to the lane, jump up, throw the ball out of bounds, and you and you get to see it. And then the other team goes on this miraculous, like seventeen to two, nineteen to two run, and we just never recover. We fight back a little bit in the second half, and then get blown out. And that's been like the Cards' entire season, and it has not changed at all. Yeah, I and, mean. and and now they're running out of excuses. It's like, you know, they, they like everything we've heard so far is that you know we had the IARP cloud, we had the cloud. Now the cloud's over. Now now we you know we just got bad players. You know what? These guys they, they couldn't play for Mac. They can't play for Kenny Payne. It's it's all on the players. It's all their fault. <laughs> Once Kenny gets his guys in here, watch. He's gonna turn it around. We have to wait to after the, the real season. Now, you know, it's like the real season won't start to after the season that <laughs> he can get in the transfer portal. He has to remake his roster in, in the portal. Kenny now believes in, 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 in NIL stuff. He's doing NIL commercials now. So he's now a firm believer in NIL. Just wait into the season. <laughs> he has all these contacts. He's going to turn it around. When, when he gets his guys in here, 2024 is going to be different. We'll make it a 500. We may make a NIT, possibly. And in 2025 is when things really take off. Oh, it, that, that can has been kicked down the road. When, when it first started, it was, oh, we're about, Louisville's about to get Sky Clark. They're about to flip, uh, you know, half of Duke's recruiting class because they all came to Duke for Nolan Smith. Uh, you know, and we're going to get all these guys to, well, wait till we get in this transfer portal. We're going to get Imani Bates, and we're going to get 
Dior Johnson, and we're going to get all these transfers. Tyrese Hunter. Uh, then, then the can got kicked again to, well, wait until DJ Wagner and Aaron Bradshaw signed because those guys, KP is like family. And, of course, he hired Mel Wagner. So, of course, DJ Wagner is going to come to, well, you know what? We may not get DJ Wagner, but AJ Johnson's a better pro prospect anyway. And, you know, just wait until AJ and the rest of these guys we got coming. Uh, you know, we, we, we had that can kicked. And then it, it's now it, it's been kicked to, well, you know, 2023 guys were still kind of iffy. Uh, so, well, you know, wait till you see what's going on in 2024. And I just saw a uh, mess, uh, a uh, posting that said that Carter Knox, who, of course, is Kevin Knox's younger brother, who uh, was, of course, a star at Kentucky and now with the New York Knicks. Uh, Carter Knox just came out with a post saying, you know, KP's like family. You know, we love we, we love KP. Uh, so just wait until 2024 because this kid's probably going to come. Like, do you see a recurring theme, Haven? With- <laughs> well, you know, the problem is now it's like, now the fans like, dude, show me something. Like, 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 give me somebody. But not somebody that plays in some league we never heard of. <laughs> like, give me oh, somebody what? that we know. W- w- yes. Or and- anybody that we know. Like, any, give me somebody has, I can go to 24-7. I can go no, you to can't find none of Rivals. Uh, yeah, I, I can go to Rivals. I can type this guy's name in the search, and then something pops up. Give me that guy. Not the guy I have to go to YouTube and a dark web to find out, like, any game footage. Not dark web basketball Yeah, I have to go player. to dark web to find, like, game footage of these dudes. You know, it's like. Hey, hold on, hold on, man. Nick Nolte found Neon Bordeaux down in the, uh, in, in the swamps of Louisiana, okay, and he was dunking on people. That ended up being Shaq. So, you know, yeah. ain't you watch Blue Chips? So don't go to the dark web and try to find your players. <laughs> oh, that's all I'm saying. Or, or, or you remember the air up there? Remember Kevin Bacon going over to Africa to find the dude out there? Man, he was playing like all these films out of your no, butt. No shoes on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He was out there. You know, but the thing is, I, I'm just like, you know, it's like, you know, we're at a point now where it's almost comically bad. It's, and, and people think that, that, that I hate on Kenny Payne, right? People stop me every day and say, hey, you're that guy that hates on Kenny Payne and you hate Kenny Payne too. And it's like, we don't hate Kenny Payne. I like Kenny Payne a lot. Absolutely. I've interviewed Kenny Payne a lot when he was at UK. Talked to him off the record a lot. He's a great dude. Yes. I love Kenny Payne. He's a great dude. You know, our argument was, you know what? If we can get somebody with some more experience that may have won a national championship already, I think we should go in that direction. Yes. And they was like, well, you guys hate the black dude. I'm like, what? <laughs> the black show hates the black dude. <laughs> what? Do you guys even know who I am? Right. Like, do you know who I am? Right. Do you follow me at all? Do you ever Google my name, Haven Harrington? Right. I'm as black as they come. I'm blacker than black, y'all. I mean, that's, <laughs> good Lord. I, we don't hate the black have dude. To be a rejoin. <laughs> There's a ton of black dudes we wanted. <laughs> Mark Jackson. Right. My man at Houston. Kelvin Sampson. Yeah, there's a lot of guys we wanted that we could have got. Absolutely. I'm just saying. But but you know what? But this is the thing. And, and this is the way I looked at it. And, oh, j- trust me, we're going to definitely turn uh, t- and kind of talk about kind of the um, the last-ditch efforts or, or, or whatever you want to call what's happening right now with Louisville basketball. But I did want to, you know, like – the Pittsburgh game was the first game haven that I had been back to actually watch in person for a while. 
um, you know, because of my son's basketball schedule um, and all the things running around he, he's been doing. I, ha- I don't get to get in the arena as much because, you know, you got to support the baby. you got to be out there. I still co- watch all the games. I'm still there actively um, paying attention, but I'm not always able to be there in person. But I was able to take the time on Wednesday night to get out there and watch the game in person. Live. You and the other 15-car fans yeah, it in was, attendance. It was, man, there was only about 4,000 people there. I mean, like, that that's the smallest crowd that I've seen all year. I mean, it, it was literally three or 4,000 people. It was, it was rough. Um, but the one thing that, that I've come to a realization with this Louisville team is that the three key factors that, that I have learned in watching modern basketball, okay, like there's certain things that the modern basketball team, if they want to win, or the, the big factors, and if at least if you are bad at a couple things, if you're at least good in this one area, <clears throat> then you can be successful as a basketball team. Those three areas are defense, which, of course, Chris Mack, Louisville was able to stay in, you know, stay in games and be a good team under Chris Mack because of that defense. People hated the pack line, but at the end of the day, Louisville was one of the two or three best defensive teams in the ACC every year. So even though they struggled offensively, and, of course, they tried to bring in Ross McMains to fix some of that, which didn't work. The one thing that you could always count on with Louisville under Chris Mack was defense. Same thing with Rick, Rick Pitino, you know, hung his hat on defense. So that's the main. That's one of the main factors is having a very good, solid defensive basketball team. Louisville's awful on defense. They gave up, and the Pittsburgh game was a microcosm of that. They gave up forty nine percent shooting from the field, forty one percent from three. Awful. Uh, Pittsburgh was pretty much able to get whatever shot they wanted. The other part that you have to do is be able to take care of the ball. You got to limit turnovers. Louisville had. 17 turnovers last night. Pittsburgh scored 25 points. They only had three steals last night. Pittsburgh, or Wednesday night, they only had three steals, and somehow Pittsburgh scored 25 points off turnovers. So Louisville continues to turn the ball over. That's another thing that if you can at least limit turnovers and limit your mistakes, that will keep you in ball games. And the other part that helps you win games is shooting. If you are a great shooting team, that can cover a multitude of sins. If you can knock down three-point shots at a consistent clip, that can help you. Louisville, of course, in the Pittsburgh game, 5 of 20. And what has happened this year, Haven, is that all three phases – Louisville is usually bad in at least two of the three phases every game. They usually are, you know, turning the ball over or, you know, just giving up wide open jump shots and layups or they're not shooting the ball worth a crap. And that's probably the biggest issue because what you'll see is, you know, people always say they see flashes in games, you know, to where this Louisville team looks good for a few minutes. And that's the thing with this team is that at the only game literally this year where they played good in all three phases – was the Western Kentucky game. That was the only game where they played defense at a, you know, at a pretty good clip. They um, didn't turn the ball over a bunch, and they shot a great percentage from three. And that's the only game where they actually looked like a good basketball team. And, and the one unfortunate thing that I have seen this year and, and the biggest frustration I've had of all the frustrations with Kenny Payne is as a head coach, you want to see your team improve. Even if you can't improve everything, you've got to be able to make adjustments and you've got to be able to find one thing and say, you know what, y'all, okay, we're not doing A and B, but one thing we control is we can't control is C. And usually that's defense. You know, we, we can't 
shoot consistently. You know, we're having issues turning the ball over on offense because of this offense because I want Jalen Withers trying to dribble a basketball for some reason. I can at least say that we're not going to give it up on the defensive end. And usually a coach will find that one thing, and that's going to be the thing that they improve on. Louisville hasn't improved. It is, like I said, February 21st, Haven, and Louisville's not gotten better at anything. And that's on the coach. Like, I understand that you can lament, oh, these guys aren't that good, and oh, these guys, this, you know, this isn't the type of talent that Kenny Payne wants. And that's fine and good, and I, I'll grant you that argument. But when you haven't gotten the, you hadn't had the ability to have your team improve in anything, that's all 100% on the coach. Because you have to find something and make that important and find those non negotiables. And, and, you know, to me, that's probably the biggest failing is that as a coach, you have to find something to improve and you have to put your fingerprints on it. And to me, Haven, I haven't seen Kenny Payne put his fingerprints on anything. The dudes look like they're just still out there just playing. Like, I, I don't see anything. I mean, am I wrong about that? Like, you have to find something that you can improve. Like, people are still trying to figure out what's going to be his calling card. What's he going to hang his hat on? What's going to be his thing that is the label of the Kenny Payne program? Can can you tell me? No. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, turnovers. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I don't know what brand. Like, he keeps talking about you don't know what it means to wear this jersey and you don't know what it means, the history of this program. You don't know what it means uh, to, you know, to be in there and talk about, you know, what these fans. But, Kenny, what does it mean? Like, what does it mean to you? Because I don't know what – you haven't shown me what it means to you because you haven't shown me your stamp of anything. Well, you know, it's, it's like we're building a culture, Sean, Okay. <laughs> We're building a culture, and it takes time to build the culture. What sometimes does that mean? It, sometimes it takes a year or two to build the culture. You know, guys have to teach guys how to how to play together, and sometimes they just don't bond. They don't gel. They don't like each other. They don't try hard. So, you know, you have to instill in them, like, what you want them to play hard and eat your vitamins every day and say your prayers. and. <laughs> Thank you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> you know, I mean, but seriously, it's like th that's probably the biggest thing for me, Have is that I haven't heard. Like, I keep hearing all these speeches because the one thing I have a big problem with is that Kenny Payne is still giving the same speeches now that he was giving in preseason when he took the job. Like, I don't want to hear motivational rah-rah speeches. That mess like, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear X and O's specific things about the game. I don't want to hear about pride. I don't want to hear about feelings. I don't want to hear about broken. I don't want to hear about – I don't want to hear none of that. I want to hear this is what's happening. This is what we're trying to do. This is what we're trying to focus on. I don't hear any of that. All I hear is subjective mumbo-jumbo. Like, I want specifics. And that's the one thing that I haven't heard. It's very, very annoying. But I'm going to tell you what, Louisville basketball is starting to hear the footsteps. And we're going to get into that on the other side because um, there's some things that are going on. And I want to get Haven Harrington's opinion on what it thinks of me because, you know, that cool, calm, you know, I'm going to do this my way and it's winning or learning, that's starting to go out the door. 
So uh, we're going to get into that much, much more. You're listening to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harris to take care of you. And we'll be back on Big X Sports Radio. If you want to get involved, 414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. Uh, 502-414-1450. Or give us a call, 502-384-1450. And we'll be back on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashad Myers, Haven Hair to take care of you here. 96.1 FM, Big X Sports Radio. It is going down on a wonderful, beautiful, clear, sunny Saturday morning here in the Ville. Uh, I was talking, me and Haven were talking about the Shannon Sharp uh, situation. Now, you know what that reminds me of? <laughs> I'm going to tell you exactly what that Shannon Sharp situation reminded me of. What's that? Watching Geraldo Rivera when I was at, <laughs> when I was in school, right? So we used to me and my roommate used to watch Geraldo Rivera, and you can always tell it was Sweeps Week. <laughs> like you always knew it was Sweeps Week because Geraldo will inevitably go interview somebody in the clan, <laughs> and he would have these like horrible disguises on, these little horrible fake mustaches. And he would go down there and start interviewing all these little clan members in Spokane Mountain, Georgia, and all these out of Mudflap, Kentucky, and all these other Mud places. Flat, and he would, he'd be down there. Of course, they'd call him Jerry Rivers all the time. And it was like, Jerry Rivers, I'm a Rod Rivera. Jerry Rivers, I'm a Rod Rivera. Right power. And then a fight would ensue. And then he would, like, get locked up and come out all mad. You know, they they hit me, had to sue the Klan because, uh, yeah. And that was all for ratings. It was, it was all for ratings. And that's what it sounds like. Like, that's what this whole Shannon Sharp thing sounds like. It was like, you know what? We got. I got to show with Skip. Okay, now, now now Skip got a lot of shine when he went off last week, talking about Hamlin with an insensitive tweet. It's my turn to get some shine. It's my turn to get the social media cameras clicking. It's my turn to get all these uh, YouTube video views. It's my turn to go to Instagram likes and TikToks by showing this fight. And we're about to bring some more spotlight to our Skip and Shannon show. We're gonna blow everybody out the water because we're fighting everybody. Hey, I, I guarantee you, everybody's gonna be watching. It sounds uh, like undisputed. A, yeah, it sounds like a political. <laughs> I mean, it sounds literally just like a publicity stunt. <laughs> it's just like this YouTube culture, this Instagram culture, this Instagrafication. Hey, I don't know. Political I, stunt. For real, Haven, truthfully, and, and just for those who don't know, Shannon Sharp was at the Lakers Grizzlies game last night, and Dylan Brooks, who's a constant irritant. Uh, to everybody around, got into kind of a talking back and forth match with Shannon Sharp, who was sitting sidelines at the Lakers game, and it kind of it, it just continued to devolve. And first, it started with Dylan Brooks, then Stephen Adams came over there, and Shannon Sharp stood up like, "Come on, big, you know, big boy, I know you're big Kiwi, you from New Zealand, but I will dump you on your head." And John ja, ja Morant ended up getting into it, and of course, John ja Morant's dad, T Morant, decided he wanted to come in there, and Shannon was just wanted to smoke on everybody. He was like, "I'll knock all y'all out." Like y'all forget, I was an All Pro tight end, and I was one of the, the nastiest dudes 
in the NFL. Matter of fact, I'm about to call Atwater. <laughs> Let's make this. You know what? You know, I'm gonna tell you what would have happened. Yeah. They would have gotten a fight and then coming down the tunnel, <clears throat> like like it's WWE wrestling, right? Oh my God! Here comes Atwater. Where was he? Here comes Atwater. Oh, he's laying everybody out. But, oh no! But I, I, I'm gonna be honest. You know what this is? Everybody kind of gave it to Shannon Sharp because um, Skip Bayless was kind of talking crazy to him a few weeks ago. Doesn't he always? And, and, and kind of they kind of said that you know the Shannon should just went ahead and knocked him out. I feel like. That was all about the fact that he really wants to beat up Skip Bayless, and he took out his frustrations on the Memphis. Man, I'm telling you, right now, it's all about ratings, man. It's all about ratings. Oh yeah, hey, undisputed is going to have its ratings. highest ratings next week, guaranteed. But I tell you what, the, uh, um, hey, we got a caller in on the line five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. That's the wake up five zero two buzz line. We have uh, Dave on the line. Dave, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, uh, just fine. Thanks for taking my call, over uh, Sean and Haven. Um, about the uh, Cardinal basketball yes, is sir. interesting. The other night, as I'm you know hearing the radio broadcast of Paul Rogers and um, Bob Valvano, it was interesting that right even in like the second half of the game that you know Bob Valvano he's talking about how you know the Cards about de- you know defensive stops and coming you know coming back to win the game, and I just I just got to a point where it was hard to really you know just you know it's like I wanted to. Ha- to you know, Call some way and, and tell Bob Avano, they're not coming back, Bob. You know they're not they're not going to win this game, Bob. You know, but I didn't. You know, but right. it was like it got frustrating to think of how this season's gone. And I just wondered, do you think, like I said, Paul Rogers and Bob Valvano for you know the fact they they work for Lairfield, they have to paint the picture. The team's going to win. You know, the team's going to win the game when you don't think they're going to. Or what do you think on that? Well, I, I tell you what, especially for Bob, and I understand because I love Bob Bob Valvano. You know, I've known Bobby V for a long time. He's one of my favorites uh, in the business. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, but but one of the things about Bob is because he's a former coach. I, I feel that he always looks through the lens of a coach, and, and he looks at it through the lens of you know what can these dudes got. You know what 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 can they do to to improve. You know what can they do to get better. And he kind of looks at it from the coach. So he's going to always back, you know, the, the coach and back the team. And I'm okay with that. You know, that that's that's kind of – Oh, yeah, it's, right. It's yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that, you know, that they are a little bit more gracious uh, than should be. Because yes, I, yes, I, I yeah. I think that, you know, what, what Kenny has done this year, um, you know, he really hasn't given anybody anything to, you know, hang their hat on. Like I said, even if Louisville was losing games, but you saw something getting better. The fact that – that Louisville is still this bad defensively to where when they go on oh, yeah. amazing runs with L. Ellis and these amazing you know runs that they that they tend to get on, they can't get a stop, and that's something that should yeah. be better by now. Don't you agree with that? Well, I would agree with it. Yes, definitely should get better. But you know, like I said, the only hope that I had, you know, just so recently, now I knew, like I said, when the Syracuse game that we were playing here, yes. I thought, well, maybe we're gonna we're gonna win Syracuse, we're gonna beat Syracuse, but I don't know what happened the the turnovers or the or the play at the end, or you know, the fact that whoever that one of the Syracuse players that you know, like I said, was, oh yeah, Gerard, was, was Gerard making was the kill- shots. Hey, hey he, the YMCA Gerard, yeah, that's All right. American, the YMCA All American was killing Louis. Yep, mm-hmm. <laughs> killing us. Yeah, and he did last year too. Yes. You know, even when you look back at last year when we played Syracuse uh, at Syracuse, Gerard was how you couldn't stop him. He was getting everything he wanted last year. Absolutely, when we played up at Syracuse last year, and but anyway, getting the, right now that, and then I thought maybe the Wake Forest game that we had yeah. here, yeah. And, and I had and, and, and talk about Wake Forest last Saturday night. I found 
on um, ESPN2, Wake Forest and Boston College, and I would think that if Kenny can get the work in with the players, Boston College is a game I think we could get when we go to Boston College because I thought Wake Forest was going to fold, but they didn't. Wake Forest got stronger, yeah. you know, in the second half and won. I'm not sure, but I think I know they were up by 20 at one part of the second half, and I didn't think Wake Forest was, it was going to turn out that way. Absolutely. No, I, I think that th- those games, the next four games coming up, Dave, and, and I appreciate it. Um, you know, I know Wake Forest, Boston, Wake Forest, I'm sorry, Boston College and Notre Dame, yes. what do we got coming? You have Boston College coming up, then Notre Dame, uh, and then you have back home versus Georgia Tech and Florida State. Those are the next four games. Yes. In, in my opinion, those are the only four <clears throat> win- winnable games left on the schedule, in my personal opinion, or at least the games that Louisville has the best chance to win uh, are these next I four. would think so, too, yeah. You know, so I, I yeah. I think it's gonna. We're gonna have to see something uh, improve. Like, let me ask you, Dave. What do you think that Louisville, like, in one, if there's one area where you think that Louisville could do better and kind of make their, their their hallmark, what do you think they need to do first to kind of start to move things in another direction? I would say probably focus and maybe something with the. And I think there was one thing that was mentioned the other night. I think it was maybe after brought, or maybe when I was hearing Ethan Moore or something like that, and mm-hmm. about a defensive rotation. Yes, sir. Thing when the Pittsburgh player said something to Kenny Payne, he you know yeah. the, the he's yeah. too late coach. <laughs> yeah. Somehow if they can they can get that defense. What you know you're right under the Chris Mack and you know it, it, last year yes. when they had that defense going, you know, or that kept them in games. That I think I'd like to see something like that. I don't wonder sometimes that maybe, and I think that Louisville basketball for for a while, even before Kenny Payne came in, mm-hmm. where somebody gets where they're taking those three point shots when they shouldn't take them, and they're gonna they're missing them. I mean, Boston College, like last Saturday night, mm-hmm. that's what they did a lot in in, in in the in the announcers on on that game. I think it was I heard Tom Crean. He was he was mentioning. About you know they shouldn't take that three or they should you know watch that on on that defense they, they that's why they let the guy go by and make that shot and it's like on Wake Forest was doing that absolutely to Boston College absolutely yeah no. so I would think it you know th- that could be something that's a start there somehow on the defensive ends and just watch when you're taking those 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 shots that you shouldn't take no I I, I totally agree with you I absolutely uh, I absolutely do uh, Dave you got anything else for us this morning. Well, uh, like I said about uh, you know here in the North Carolina game, and I was wondering what teams bring in the the the, the fans from the other. The think <laughs> oh. that you know I'm hearing North Carolina fans, yeah, you know at at at, 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 the, at the at the Louisville game. I think, oh, oh, it's really, oh gosh, well, no tell what we're probably going to get at the end of the season. If that's you know if it keeps up like this. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, and and Louisville has some some you know still has some, you know the the toughest part of their schedule is still upcoming, and you know when uh, Virginia oh. comes down this way or or some of these games that they're going to have down the stretch, I I think that's going to continue. Yeah, North Carolina had it seemed like they had just as many fans in the building as Louisville did, um, you know, and, and that's the tough part. And I'm sure they were at the end of the game too when you know when Carolina. 
kind of was putting it, you know, putting it, you know, just as bad as the Pittsburgh game the other night. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. The, the, the fans stayed to the end, and our fans were gone. Right? It's, it's, it's the yeah. sad. I have never, I never thought mm. that we would see Louisville basketball in this state, Dave. Like I, 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 I know, I never did. You know, I mean, it, it's tough, but you know, I, I'm hopeful uh, that they can do something to start to turn around because these fans, I give our, yeah. our, our fans all the credit because they come every game. The people that are there, it may be a smaller crowd, but the people that are there are enthusiastic they're on their feet they're cheering you know living and dying with every the people that are out there there was a gentleman that sat right down for me at the press tables and that that gentleman mm. was yelling the whole game even when Louisville was down he never quit mm. he never stopped and that's a credit to the fan base and, and I get yeah it that is yeah you know? I, I mean so no I, but don't. I, I know the days have to come back but more fans like him can start you know making it back to the games and you know you can get the sellouts Absolutely. And get the people that are going to arrive early for games and all that, right? Oh, man, the passion is still there, Dave. And, and I, I appreciate, Oh, yeah. I'm I, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate your call. Thank you so much. We, we have sure to, thing. To, sure to thing. On, but no, yeah. keep listening and call in again, okay? Will do. Will do. <laughs> I appreciate will do. It, sir. Thanks so much. Yeah. Mm, bye-bye. Bye. That was awesome. But, you know, and I give Louisville fans all the credit in the world because, Haven, I, I can't lie to you. Like, the way that gentleman was still out there. I mean, this guy was sitting right the right a few seats down from me in the row in front of the tables, the press tables, and he was yelling like Louisville was, you know, 15 and 2. And, you know, this was a chance for his team to get another win. And he just had so much passion that it almost inspired me because I'm like, man, this dude is really, you know, still living and dying, even with all the losses. And and the way that the fans try to push and carry this team, the fans that are there, man, take a bow, stand up. Your passion is amazing because – it's just about broke me. I can't lie to you. And I love Louisville athletics and especially Louisville basketball. It is my first passion, uh, you know, that I have. And, and it has been as difficult on me as anybody. But the fans that are still coming out there and just being so passionate, um, it's amazing. So, you know, c- keep that up. But I tell you what, we're going to get uh, to the uh, the, the um, Thornton's text line because we got text jumping as well. If you want to get in next, of course, uh, you can text in 502-414-1450. Or if you want to be like Dave and get on live with us, 502-384-1450. You can call us on the Wake Up 502 buzz line as well. Uh, but Texter says, um, good morning, Wake Up 502, main event, our own culture. He said, this is Dre. Uh, KP isn't recruiting anybody. People keep saying go to the portal in March, uh, in, in the in, you know in March, but I doubt Payne is going to bring in ten all new players. We need change from the top to the bottom. He says we need guards, not Muhammad Lasagay at power forward. <laughs> and uh, while it's it's not specifically Muhammad Lasagay, Louisville did um, introduce a new player to the lineup, uh, a young man, Emmanuel Okorafor. Um, he is a six nine uh, forward. Uh, from uh, out of uh, Africa. He's from the NBA Africa Academy. Um, a core four is, is a young man that uh, probably goes around 6'9", probably about, I'd, I'd venture to say about 215 pounds or so. Um, he apparently at the uh, uh, NBA uh, uh, Africa Combine measured in with a 37-inch vertical leap, a 7'4 wingspan. So definitely a young man who has some nice measurables. And we know Kenny Payne is definitely all about the measurables. Um, but once again, Haven, like you talked about, this is a young man that you can't pull up anywhere. So while 
you know, the, the measurements look good. People are wondering what's going on. I mean, we had the, the JUCO um, shooting guard, the six seven shooting guard that, that, you know, nobody's been able to find any information on that played in some junior college league out in California. And, and you know, now we have a core four who, who's coming over. And I am very hopeful um, that Louisville can, you know, be successful with this guy. Because, I mean, Muhammad Lasage, what was a very good player for Louisville. Um, of course, Gorgie Jane came over, um, and he was outstanding. But, you know, when you're kind Kind of when the expectation was that Kenny Payne was going to be able to bring in the best of the best, and that has been probably the biggest failing of the staff so far. I mean, I would even venture to say Chris Mack was a far superior recruiter to this point. I mean, you know, he did have David Johnson, Sam Williamson, um, you know, uh, uh, Malik. Will, uh, well, Malik was already uh, there with, um, you know, he, he was a Rick uh, recruit. But, you know, I mean, he, he brought in Darius Perry. There was a lot of good players that came in, um, you know, through the first couple of Chris Mack classes. And, and you know, while I am very supportive and I want to see what a core four can do, I, I just want to let everybody know. I know that they talked about, you know, this guy's averaged a double, near a double-double uh, for NBA Africa, you know, and the 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 semi-pro or professional team that he played for that was in a league with um, uh, Anas Mahmood and uh, Edgar Sosa. But, you know, what I found out was he only played like eight games total between the NBA Academy Tournament and uh, the professional team that he played for. Like It was like three or four games. So, <laughs> you know, it, it's only eight games in total. So th- it's a very small sample size. So while I am very hopeful that the young man can help out, um, you know, and, and let's just not Put too much on the young man. Um, so so that, that would be what I would just caution, is that we'll, we'll see what can happen. And, yes, the fact that he's not a guard and he's another big guy, I mean, Kenny Payne has all forwards. I mean, Curtis Williams, forward. Uh, coming in next year. Caleb Glenn, forward, coming in next year. Uh, you have uh, a core four who just joined, forward. Like, we still haven't seen any guards. And we haven't even seen any kids coming in for visits, guards on visits. You know, Listen, and that's what's so. It's like what is happening. <laughs> I mean, so so like that's what's so concerning. So like even with the Cardinals being as bad as they are, you can buy yourself some time if you can bring in hope. And by hope we mean recruits. Like if you have a good recruiting class, you people can say, you know what? Yeah, okay, we'll suck this year, but help is on the way, right? Here comes the reinforcements. Like Mark Stoops at UK. Literally kept his job based on his recruiting because he was always bringing in six or seven four star guys, and he could always be like, Look, it's going to get better. I got guys coming in here. Let me work on them, coach them up, and you'll see. Right? Right. Calipari this year. Yeah, you know what? We suck. But I got the more recruiting class coming in. I got DJ Wagner and all his buddies coming in next year. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Give it time. Help is on the way. Kenny does. I mean, he he doesn't have that to fall back on. Kenny we, hasn't. He has doesn't. A, he doesn't have help on the way. Like we've literally had like, what, like one dude maybe visit, reportedly visit campus. Did he make it? I don't know because I haven't heard anything about him. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, like, who's coming to campus? Then you get some dude that you, nobody's ever you, heard you, of. You had Carter Bryant's the only kid that I've heard that's visited. Was a 2024 kid that was supposed to come for uh, Louisville Live and couldn't make it, and he's ended up rescheduling the visit for a couple weeks later. Like outside of Carter Bryant visiting, I haven't heard anything about anybody else visiting. No, you haven't heard about, any, about anybody visiting. You haven't heard about like okay, wrong this dude, wrong that Correction, dude. Correction though, I tell you what, because 
of the like to me the outrage that came out of this. I think that these last couple of days we have started to hear that, and that's where you know Kenny Payne has really kept a the feeling and sense that you know I'm not worried about this. It's about winning and learning. I'm not worried about wins and losses right now. I feel like he's starting to hear the knocks at the door and he's starting to feel the pressure of what's going on because the stance on Louisville being so quiet, we actually heard um, that Danny Manning was up in New York uh, visiting a recruit. Like that's the first I've ever heard of Danny Manning out there. We had the news with um, Emmanuel Corfor coming on and joining it. I feel like it's starting to be a push to put news out there. And of course we saw the video with Kenny Payne supporting NIL. I think all these are a result of the fact that that seat is starting to get hot. Like, people can say that you don't have a first-year coach that's under pressure or on the hot seat. I will uh, disagree. I think that Kenny Payne is starting to hear it. I feel that Josh Hurd has definitely been hearing it. And I think that because those grumbles are starting to get louder, and especially after that embarrassing loss on Wednesday night, there's some pressure on this Louisville basketball program to get things together now and at least start the – campaign to get excitement. You remember when Scott Satterfield, after that loss to Air Force, Scott Satterfield's butt was in the sling and targeted for uh, deletion. And we, of course, saw what Louisville did to put that big press on to get Pierce Clarkson and and start to build all that excitement uh, with Flyville 23. I feel like we're seeing the start of that campaign haven right now. Like, I think that we're going to start to hear a lot more about Louisville out there on the recruiting trails because all that KP moves in silence and, you know, you don't have to hear anything because we know he's moving. I think that's about to get a lot louder, in my opinion. You like the, the moving silence thing only works when there's tangible evidence yeah. <laughs> when, that you're moving When we in get silence. something out of silence, not silence and then nothing behind it. <laughs> yes. So, like, you only move in silence. That only works when you got somebody coming in and be like, okay, cool, yeah, I feel you, you know, we got this dude, we got that dude, or we're on this dude, or we're in the top two, we made the top three. You know, then it's like, all right, cool. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I, can, I can let it ride. Yeah. But at 2 and 18, 17, wherever we are, like, no, you cannot let it ride anymore. It's like, it's gotten past the point of riding because now people are panicking, right? Yeah. Like, like Dave, you heard in Dave's voice. Dave's like, yeah, you know, I'm listening, I'm, I'm listening to everybody, and I get it, you know, Paul and Bob. And Bob you know, like they're gonna do what they do. They're, yeah, they're, they're, do what they, they do what they do because, the like, first of all, because you know, they want you to keep listening to the games, yeah. and you, and you're not gonna be listening to games. It sounds like they're uh, calling a game for the Mud Hens. What's, what's a team that's the South uh, Central uh, Louisiana yeah. Mud Hens <laughs> yeah, and, so, yeah, and Water Boys? So, so, yeah, so Southwest Louisiana Mud, mud Dogs. Mud Dogs. We're talking <laughs> suck again. You know, yeah. you know, you know. You're not going to a radio broadcast where people, call, you know. You know, when all they talk about is like how bad we are. Oh God, here we go right, again. Right, right. Or, or so, with a major league. <laughs> yeah, major league. So you know, I get it. You know, I I, I, I really get it. Like these are things that you know that they, I, I get what they have to do. They have a job to do, and they do it very well. Yes. But then I also get the frustrations with, you know, you're still getting all this hope and sunshine. Like, yeah, hey, Kenny can do it. I, this guy's looking good. You know, I'm looking at this over here. They played good for 15 minutes. We take the. First five minutes off each game, the world record be, you know, yeah. and all this other stuff. You know, mental and, gymnastics, man. Mental gymnastics. You know, gymnastics. and, and, and I, I get that, but that only works for so long. It only works if, like, if Louisville had one, like, maybe seven games right now. That would work, right? Yes. Like, the hope and sunshine would work. But you only won two games. Yeah, it falls, on, you, it falls on deaf ears. And you're still getting dog walk. Like, even, a, even the most Kenny Payne true believers are like – 
uh, yeah, I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> you know, I, I really don't know. You got to give him something because right now, Kenny Payne's not giving you anything. He's not giving you anything on the recruiting trail. He's not giving you anything on the basketball court. He's not improving at anything. He's not giving you anything except we like him and he played at Louisville. So that's why he should get an, a, 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 another chance and that's why he should keep his job because best believe with this year, what any other coach anywhere, Kenny Payne – has earned himself a a a uh, you know <laughs> a a, a uh, what was that a pink slip at the end of the year you with know, the way he's coached so far. I mean, honestly, I mean, but I mean, but the thing is, it's like so once <laughs> you know, pretty soon the spotlight would be on college basketball. Yeah, pretty, it's, it's after it's the Super Bowl. All, yeah, oh yeah, February. It's it's yeah. all all college yeah. basketball. After the Super Bowl, it's going to be all college basketball all the time. And that's when you start to see people talk about the tournaments, ACC tournament, Big Ten, blase, 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 blase. And the heat is going to get hot. You just got to do Because something. the spotlight is going to be on Louisville. Louisville is a, 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 one of the top programs in all of college basketball, one of the Blue Bloods. Like in football, it talks about Texas and LSU and Alabama, USC, Notre Dame. But that's us in basketball. Yeah. No. And and when that spotlight gets turned on, and you, and you see it right now, you know, you kind of say ESPN is like almost all college basketball. You know, all the programs, I get it, NFLs and playoffs, that's all they're going to talk about is, is NFL playoffs. But pretty soon it's going to be all college basketball. And people start asking questions like, dude, like, what's going on? I mean, Louisville is, is, has a legit shot for 30 losses this year. Like, that's ridiculous. Thirty losses. Thirty losses. But what makes it worse? And I had a had a discussion with a a young man. I'm not going to say his name, Sam. Um, (laughs) (laughs) At an event I was I I was at, and um, you know we were sitting there talking, and you know he's a he's like a diehard you know die in the world Kenny Payne supporter, and he was like you know what no other school had the same cloud that we had. No other school had to deal with the with the cloud and the scandals and the, and the IRP and coaches quitting. And I'm like, did you see what happened to LSU? Well, your know situation is worse. I said, is it really? I mean, at least Kenny Payne had players. Yeah. LSU hired a guy. They, they, they fired their coach. Yeah, they hired Mike McMahon from Murray State. From Murray State. They, they fired their coach because of scandals, because he's also under the IRP cloud. Every player on the team leaves except for one walk-on. And that's the dude at the end of the bench that you use to keep the GPA up. That dude. He's the only guy that stuck around. Everybody else left. He managed to jump in the portal, grab himself a, a brand new team, and at one point in the season, LSU was like 12-4. and four. So, you know, like, so you see, you know, so you see other coaches do it. You see how in other places. Kansas won a national championship with the exact same IRP cloud over their program. Yeah. They were in that. Matt Nolan, not only did they win a national championship with all the cheating scandals, these guys had audacity to bring Snoop in and strippers. Yeah, and money guns and everything. Money else. guns like this with Midnight <laughs> Madness. So it's got a big F you finger to NCAA. We don't win this national championship, and we don't uh, care about our cloud. We're still doing it. Yeah, Maryland no, was in the same right. boat as we were. Same number of wins we had last year. Much better team. Yeah. So you see all these programs with literally one-year turnarounds, and you expect us to believe it's going to take four years, three or four years 
the term basketball around, it's basketball. Yeah. No, I agree. It takes like two, three dudes to literally turn your entire program around. That's it. No. Two, three good dudes. It's not like football where you have to have guys in the system where it takes like two or three years to – they get a good recruiting class in yeah. to coach them up. Even a transfer portals on TSU yeah, and, did. and all the people on Twitter that keep talking about, man, Kenny Payne has such a heart. It takes two or three years. People, it does not take two or three years to turn over a basketball team. We literally have had examples after examples of teams from Pittsburgh to Missouri to, you know, uh, even, like I said, South, teams like South Carolina, South Carolina State, LSU, that have flipped complete rosters and completely changed their – Kenny Payne had just as much time to recruit as Matt McMahon or any of these other new coaches that took new jobs in new places. Kenny Payne was not behind the eight ball. Kenny Payne was, did not, not have enough time to recruit. Kenny Payne dragged his feet, did not understand what was required of the job. He did not understand NIL and what it means in recruiting. At the end of the day, he did not do his homework. He did not do his preparation, and he's paying for it on the court for his lack of preparedness this year. Period. And Stop making excuses. It's like I'm tired of the excuses. That's all I'm saying. But I'm gonna tell you what. Hey, we gotta go ahead. We are like way late for a break. We got we got we got, we got uh, the Joe Kelly uh, join us, and then we got I think we got Jay has on the line too. So let's go ahead hit up this break, man. When we get back, uh, you know we're gonna get those guys in, and we're gonna continue to take your text 502-414-1450, uh, and we'll be back on Big Sports Radio. Flying on her broomstick, thumbing for a hitch. And oh, what happened then was rich. The house began to pitch, and the kitchen took a hitch. It landed on the wicked witch in the middle of a ditch. Well, well to not a healthy situation for the wicked witch. The house began to pitch, and the kitchen took a hitch. It landed on the wicked witch in the middle of a ditch. Uh, <laughs> hey, y- y'all know what? Hey, I know y'all are like, why on earth is Rashawn playing this? But y'all know, y- 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 y'all know, y'all know, listen to him, listen to him. 
Greg Roman is no longer the offensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens. The witch is dead, people. The witch is dead. I know I'm petty for that. I'm sorry. Welcome back. This is Wake Up 502. Rashad Myers, Haven Harrington, now being joined by at that boy's good himself, Mr. Joe Kelly. Joe, how you doing this morning? Man, I'm not even going to lie to you, Rashawn. When uh, when you came back with that inc- that buffer music, yes. I really thought that was a shot at, at like how the how the Munchkins all came out of nowhere. You know, they're in Munchkin land to celebrate the witch being over. I thought you were playing that to just troll everybody who's finally saying, hmm, maybe Kenny Payne's not it. <laughs> no, this see, see, Joe, I was not trying to talk about Kenny Payne. This was all about Greg Roman. Hey, I love Greg Roman for everything he did to help bring in the system, to put Lamar, you know, in a spotlight. I appreciate it, but the man overstayed his welcome by at least two years, and the fact that they announced that he was stepping away, I had to celebrate it. So, yeah, this was definitely all about Greg Roman. <laughs> Man, that, <laughs> I'm, I'm half awake. I'm about to stone cold Steve Austin two Red Bulls. <laughs> like, just smash him over my face oh, and Oh, gosh, and, that's uh, hilarious. you come back with that. <laughs> my goodness. I, I don't even have my second glass of water, sir. See, I know. Yeah, yeah, y'all know I'm a fool sometimes. I apologize, y'all. But, hey, i tell you who else we got on the line. We got Jay Has on the line with us, too. Jay, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. Uh, uh, Pinocchio, Cinderella, whatever your name is. Hey, hey, you know, the witch is dead, man. The witch is dead, Jay. Man, the three stooges will go back and meet TV. I'm supposed to watch TV right now. <laughs> oh, gosh. What you got for us this morning, Jay? Man, what I don't have for you, man. Welcome, welcome to the show, 502. Jay, I'm hanging out with you guys. Listen, man, this is, this is man, Rashawn, we talked about this the other night, that, um, we talked about a couple of similar things about we talked about the Lamar, we talked about Kane, and we talked about uh, Patrick Henry. Um, uh, <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> we talked we talked about my birthday party. We talked about yes. other things. Yeah, Jay well, has birthday bash coming up. Yeah. What about a frustrating night the other night? Yeah, Wednesday. And, uh, Jay was at the game with me, y'all. Yeah. yeah. And it was kind of hey, you didn't want me to get excited. Hey, I'm like, you know, he didn't, you didn't want me to get excited at all. You, you came in, you kind of a little aggravated. You had your little cookies and carrying on and shit. You know, you, you know, I even gave you one of my cookies, you know. <laughs> you did. I appreciate the I needed that cookie, Jay. I, I, I appreciate it, man. You know what I'm saying? So, so Jay, let me ask you, are, like, are you excited by the news that at least came out about the, the, the kid, uh, the Accor 4 kid? You know, like, does that get you excited to, you know, thank Kenny? No, Kane, Kane, man, Kane I want to see, see what this kid can do. Would he, would he implement and help the team? I have, we don't know. We just, just, just another big body. We have no clue. Yeah. Yeah, he's from he's from Africa. I have no clue. You know, go go by whatever his name is. We got to see what he can do, man. I don't know, but I'm not even worried about Kenny Payne. I'm I'm, I'm worried about him getting his getting his tail on out of here, man. I mean, I'm sick of it. You know, I got a bunch of friends and uh, you know Joe and, and Haven. I know a lot of them got the frustrated. But the the thing that I want to talk to you about real quick, Rashawn, is my birthday is coming around the corner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Absolutely, it's coming <laughs> up. And. And and people don't understand about my birthday party. 
<laughs> yeah, all right. it's all it's it's always a good time. And, and every time Jay has throws the big birthday bash, it's it's, it's on the pop. And I know we we've, we've had a couple years off of the birthday bash because of you know the shutdown. Yeah, because of the COVID. Yeah, yeah, but it's coming uh-huh. it's coming back strong. I can't wait. Oh man, February twenty fifth. I'm telling you, I'm gonna give you the details on ninety six one. Y'all details how you can get a ticket or two to get into an epic yes. birthday party. Yes. Joe Kelly. Buddy, you talk about Bush Light, Bush Bush Bush. Man, I'm telling you. Yeah. Man. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be on. Hey, I, I, I can't it, wait. I heard it. Rumor, rumor is it's a Kenny Payne theme party where we're all gonna sit around and play pin the tail on the donkey. <laughs> <laughs> that man comes to my birthday party. You know what I'm gonna tell you? <laughs> I'm, I'm a blindfold him and turn around three times. You work, work with a King Kong. <laughs> you gonna put him through the table, Jay? You got yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the Dudley Boys. <laughs> hey, when, <laughs> hey, Michelle, I promise you this: when you when you get off the radio today, please tell Haven Hines and Joe what I said about Patrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir, yes, sir. I got you. Hey, I'm done with you. Go back to work. Go back to work. See, you you, you woke up on but, some but, but Rashad, real this quick. Morning. Yes, sir. Yes, well, sir. Real quick, Rashad, but real quick. This is a Lamar Jackson thing, real quick. I'm just talking yeah. about ten seconds. Give me ten seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I want Lamar to hold out. I don't hold out. Don't do no franchise. Don't do none Unless of that. He hold gets out, his money. Man. Unless he gets his money. Unless he gets his money. Unless it's two fifty three million. Yeah, you guarantee. Yeah, I'm I'm a ride with him. Go ahead and hold out. I agree. I agree. I, I I'm right there with you, Jay. And I appreciate your call in, brother. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I can't wait to uh, hear your thoughts next week. Uh, thanks for the call. The original soul of Louisville, Jay Haz. <laughs> oh, that's my dude. But uh, I, I tell you what, um, I agree with Jay on that. Like, Lamar Jackson is starting to impose his will, and I thought it was interesting. First of all, you had Greg Roman. Um, that they announced that he's stepping down. And then it was also announced, I thought it was very interesting, that when they talked to uh, John Harbaugh, he said that Lamar Jackson will be integral in selecting the new offensive coordinator. So it sounds like after the the Ravens have done a lot of, uh, you know, not wanting to support Lamar and not wanting to, you know, really give him the support he needed, it definitely feels like a shift in what's going on right now to where they're they're backing him. You know, playing Huntley in the playoffs will do that to a team. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it kind of shines a light on. Yeah, these dudes were like, you know, like they suck. We really need to hold on to Lamar. I, th- I think it kind of helped them. So we'll see what happens. But you know, uh, I know that that the the conversation has always been about the guaranteed money. Lamar wanted at least two hundred million guaranteed. The Ravens were only willing to go about one hundred and ten to one hundred and twenty guaranteed so uh we'll see if that gets done i know that the franchise tag number looks like about 45 million if he does get franchise tag so i mean it's a it's a nice chunk of change but i agree with jay uh if i'm franchise tagged i am holding out until i get traded like i i think that lamar um you know we saw the 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 post that he put on instagram saying that you know if you if you have something special you take care of it and when you take care of it it takes care of you and, and I thought that was very interesting that he put that out right after the Ravens lost. But I think it kind of speaks to the fact that the Ravens have done as little as possible to really build around their young star. While, while Jalen Hurts got, you know, got, they, they went out there and got him A.J. Brown. They went out and got him Devontae Park, or not Devontae Park, Devontae, uh, uh, what's the kid from 
Smith, thank you, Devontae yeah. Smith uh, from Alabama, you know, and kind of built a team and gave him weapons uh, to win. And we see what it looks like. Yeah, Kyler Murray, same thing. Uh, you know, they, they went out there and got him as many weapons as possible to help them win. Lamar Jackson was given – uh, Mark Andrews and, and a bunch of dudes and a bunch of tight ends and, and no wide receivers, you know. So, I mean, it, it, you know, and Lamar's the only one of those guys that's won an MVP, you know. And, and look, the Ravens I just want to get to see – I just want to see Lamar play one season in college or the NFL where his receiving core doesn't lead their respective league in drops. Yeah, well, he has like a, a true number one receiver. But, you know, I, I'm going to give the, the Ravens a little credit. You know, once – the season ended, and once they got rid of Roman, you know, they, like, kind of sung a different tune. All through the season, we talk about, well, you know, Lamar's not practicing too hard, and Lamar's kind of sandbag on, on his injury. But as soon as the season ended and they fired Greg Roman, it's been like, you know what? We think Lamar should have input on our next offensive coordinator. You know, that Lamar guy, he's okay with us. Yeah, yeah, it's we funny. love that dude. It's funny, it's funny how that happens once you uh... – you know, like, like like you said, Joe, once you go out there with Huntley and, and lose the way you lost, um, <laughs> it kind of makes you value things a little bit more. So hopefully that results in, uh, you know, L- L- Lamar getting that new contract. And I've heard that if uh, um, DeAndre Hopkins gets traded, the, uh, the odds-on favorite to land DeAndre Hopkins is the Baltimore Ravens. And if, if uh, the Ravens could come back next year with DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman healthy, and maybe get one more uh, wide receiver, first-round wide receiver in the draft, then I think you have something. And, and I think that, you know, you get the right offensive coordinator in there and you bring that passing game out of the Stone Ages, uh, the Ravens will be sitting pretty uh, for next year. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Um, I, I know we got our buddy Brian Trent uh, on the line, uh, but before we get to Brian, I did want to read a couple of these texts that we had come in, 414-1450, uh, Thornton's text line. Uh, texter says, I've been patient with this basketball season, but without a third win in sight, uh, I am uh, about checked out. I never thought I would see a mess like this. I sure hope next year is better, but I see little to nothing coming that will help. And I think that's kind of the uh, – the, the consensus for a lot of folks, right, is that, you know, like, like I said, everybody loves Kenny Payne, and the people that know him and the people that are around him, they want to see him do well because they like him. He's a nice guy. He's got a great spirit about him. Um, but, you know, at, at the end of the day, he's not given anything. Any, there's nothing to say, well, you know, we see that at least we have this. Like, it's all based on hope, Right. Like, you can't have go through a whole year. It's fine to have hope before you've ever coached a game. But once you've actually started coaching and, and you've had a full year, you have to have something more than hope. A- am I wrong in that, Joe? No. I mean, you just described your girlfriend's ugly friend that you're trying to get somebody to go out on a date with. <laughs> uh, she's got a great personality, though. I mean, it's all we're well past the the – excuse or the or the preface of Kenny's a great guy but <laughs> like we're well beyond that now yeah I, and, Kenny and needs to turn like this all is, these announcers Joe, all these announcers talking about Kenny Payne is definitely the right guy for the job he's going to get it turned around and you know d- don't worry Louisville fans like I'm so tired of that especially when Jeff Capel <laughs> starts doing that in the post-game press conference how's Jeff Capel going to try to Tell anybody that, you know, it's okay, he's the right guy for the job. You weren't even the right guy for the job before the season started. <laughs> so how are you going to talk about the next man's coach? Worry, worry about I mean, your own job. 
I mean, here's here's the thing. We all know this this is this is the case with with coaches when they speak. I totally understand that they're in a different fraternity than than fans are in or or people that do radio are in. Yes, where they look out for one another and and they'll always support one another. Absolutely. And with with that being said, shout out to our man Bob Valvano, who has been working miracles of coming up with ways to call the game this year without saying, "Well, they, they flat out suck." <laughs> He's he is he has seriously tested the the limits of a vocabulary. Oh yeah, this year and really shown shown his range. Uh, he's earned every dollar being on the call because he's not overly critical, and that's not a shot at Bob at all. I'm not saying he, you know, I mean, he's just. I think he's done a really good job of navigating these waters. But there is not much positive to be said, if anything. Yeah, I I I, I really don't know what it is. We're supposed to be excited now that Kenny finally seems to understand and grasp the. Uh, the NIL, like, am I really? That's really what we have to celebrate in February. Is U of L fans? Oh, hey, our coach that we hired last last spring finally understands that NIL is a thing now, and you can pay players out in the open. What the hell is that? <laughs> I'm so tired of coming up with moral victories for this team to be yeah. happy about. Oh, they played for 40 minutes against Clemson. Yeah. Hot damn. Yeah. I think they really turned the corner because they played hard. <laughs> yeah, playing playing yeah, like trying to give a moral victory for it. They played oh. hard all game. Like I can't get on with that that that, that math don't trophy. math to me. Yeah, not at all. Oh, and by the way, text to, uh, text in says uh uh to five oh two four one four fourteen fifty. He says Rock, and you know who this is. Anytime he starts with Rock, the only person who's gonna call me Rock, my daddy. He says, Rock, we are going undefeated in February. Hashtag that son. My my daddy apparently <laughs> fell down the steps before he made that text, and it's delirious. <laughs> I love you, daddy. I'm coming to check on you as soon as the, uh, the the show is over because if you think Louisville's going undefeated in the month of February, I got some swamp land to sell you in Florida. <laughs> like, I, I'm sorry. Like I just want the cherry outlook of, of of Ralph. Hey, my daddy is the that. most optimistic. I, I I love it because you know it's those old school fans that that love Kenny to death, and they 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 are definitely uh, dyed in the wool of Denny Crum's greatness, and, and they they want it to work out so bad. And he's just kind of a microcosm of that man. They want it to work out so bad, but I'm sorry. Like I said, if 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 I went to my job and I did as bad a job as what Kenny's done so far, I wouldn't have a job, and they wouldn't they wouldn't say, you know what? I know this has been a rough year for Rashawn, but we're going to give him another year. You like him. Just just because we like him, because he's got green eyes. Now they gonna they gonna box me up and walk me out of there. And I'm gonna be a six of cedar trying to uh, see if I can get this unemployment. Nonsense, nonsense, <laughs> Rashawn. They'll be talking about how we can't fire Rashawn because he's the only one who understands the culture. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. That's how it works, that, right? That's, that's what on, that, that's what they say. Hey, we gonna go ahead and get back to the uh, the uh, wake, wake up five hundred two buzz line. We got Brian Trent on the line, Brian. Off the Walls podcast, Brian. How you doing this morning, brother? I'm good. What's up, guys? Oh man, living the dream, brother. T- talking about the the wonderfulness that is uh, uh, Louisville basketball. <laughs> well, it depends on which basketball team you're talking about. If it's a dream or a nightmare, I know that's right. <laughs> hey, 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 Haley, Haley Van Lith, uh went went half woman, half amazing uh, the the other night, Brian. Uh. uh. She had a good week. Uh, Morgan Jones had a good week the other night. Went twenty-five and ten last Sunday. 
Uh, why can't we get that uh, Morgan Jones all the time? Like, that's the Morgan Jones I thought we were getting from the beginning. It almost felt like she's just been waiting to play Florida State. You know? Well, <laughs> I think it's more of a – she's so used to being the go-to player and playing the whole game. She's not used to have this uh, uh, playing a few minutes in the first quarter and getting taken out for about a quarter and a half or a half a quarter and setting the bench and getting cold and um, – I think the rotation that she's been in uh, has kind of messed with her a little bit. Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree with you. She's I, she's definitely a, a an amazing talent. I mean, you know, she of course transferred over from Florida State, but she has been a standout at FSU for for years, and I was super excited to have her join. But you know, I, I am definitely hoping that that starts to become more of the norm because Haley Van Lith is doing a lot of the heavy lifting. You know, she went out there and tried to sing single handedly win the Virginia Tech game. Um, you know, and just came up just a little bit short. But if Morgan can start to kind of take some of that. Um, so take some of that heavy lifting off her shoulders and probably Chris and Carr as well. If they can get more consistent, I think that Louisville can still have a chance to put something together. Do you think they can still uh, make a run uh, in the postseason? Oh, yeah, for sure. They for sure got the talent. Uh, I mean, everybody just don't come into a team and do what Emily Inksler did last year. Right. I mean, that's, that's almost unheard of to come in and your only year with the team and start and go from not on draft boards to the number four pick in the WNBA draft. It's almost unheard of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, what Emily did last year, coming in, you know, being probably the should have been the national defensive player of the year, in my personal opinion. Um, for her to come in and do what she did and just immediately impact, I definitely think that that kind of raised the expectations of what Morgan Jones could do coming in, and, and I am a victim of that as well. I expected for her to be as good or better than what Emily, uh, you know, was because she was going to be around a better supporting cast at U of L, and that was probably wrong on my part. Um, but you know, the, the hope is that at least as we move into this final stage, I know it's not been a classic Jeff Walls team, um, and and you know they've taken several more losses than we're used to. I, I am hopeful just because I mean they've gone out there and played against you know the best in the conference and still been right there even when they lost at Virginia Tech, who's one of the best teams in the nation. Um, they were still right there. Um, so, I mean, that, that gives you hope that, you know, they can end up being one of those, what, five seeds that, you know, nobody wants to play. <laughs> you know, they, they get they get into that, that four or five seed range and then they get to play a number one uh, in the Sweet 16 and, you know, a chance to knock off a number one and kind of make a run. So, I mean, I think that's kind of the, the mode that they have to be in at this point, right? Yeah, right now is the, right the crucial time because – Right now, you're not even a top four seed. So right now, you're probably not even going to host the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, which we've done almost every year since Jeff Walls has been here. <laughs> Except one or two, maybe. Uh, so, yeah, it's, this final stretch of the season is the most crucial, especially starting Sunday against NC State. Uh, We've sold out the lower bowl. They've started to open up the upper decks. Uh, I mean, there's probably going to be 12,000, 13,000 fans there Sunday. Oh, it's going to be packed. I, I cannot wait for it. And I know we're going to have uh, some, some things that are going on with that, right? Did you, that you want to tell everybody about? Yeah, so Sunday after the game at the Granville Inn, um, 
myself and my Off the Walls podcast, um, presented by the state of Louisville, where we're having a post-game party. Um, you all can stop by the Granville. Uh, it's going to start around 4 o'clock on Sunday. It's going to go know, however long everybody wants to stay there and party and talk sports. Um, y'all can, when y'all come out, um, Haven and Rashawn's going to be there. Uh, Joe's going to be there um, serving everybody's drinks. Um, the State of Louisville guys are going to be there. Uh, my guy Dalton Pinch from Car Sports Zone is going to be there. He's going to be hopping on with us. Um, it's going to be a a who's who of uh, Louisville sports media um, hopping on with me, and I uh, hope everybody comes out and we have a good turnout and a and a good victory party. I like it. Yes, absolutely. Let's take down the Wolfpack. That that, that would make my Sunday. Uh, you know, as well as if I could see uh, maybe the Cowboys lose. Sorry, Haven. I, I cheered for the Cowboys last week. I ain't cheering for them this week. <laughs> but but hopefully we will do that. I cannot wait to get out there with you, uh, Brian, on, on Sunday. Uh, you know, uh, main event sports, we always like to come out and support our, all of the, the main event affiliates. Uh, and and uh, yourself and the Off the Walls podcast is definitely that. Uh, so can't wait. Uh, definitely appreciate the call. Um, uh, this morning we're going to hop to it. I know we got we got to hit this next break, but I appreciate the call in, Brian. All right, guys. Hey, have a good one, brother. Have a good one, BT. There we go. Brian Trent, Off the Walls Podcast. Make sure you check out everything that Brian's doing over there. I, you know, uh, st- uh, and, you know, State of Louisville, I love the State of Louisville people. I know that the State of Louisville people have been uh, <laughs> sending some very in- interesting tweets lately, and I'll give Brian the business on that at a later date. I wasn't going to just – y'all know sometimes I just try to throw people under the bus, but I, I'm going to leave State of Louisville over now. But uh, we're going to have to have some conversations with whoever sent us over them tweets out. I'm just saying. You are listening to Wake Up 502. We're going to go ahead with this next break. When we get back, uh, we're going to have, uh, 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 of course, um, Leanne Herring joining us to give us uh, some information and picks for the divisional round. And don't forget, the witch is dead, y'all. The witch is dead. <laughs> That is joining us here on Wake Up 502 Big X Sports Radio. Leanne Herring joining. Leanne, how you doing this morning? Doing good, doing good. Always good. Uh, always my pleasure to be on with the with the crew on Wake Up 502. Talk a lot going on. I'm sure with basketball and everything. Been trying oh, to keep man. up with that. I'm sure. Yeah, I missed earlier segment, man. I just feel like the whole state of Kentucky was <laughs> between between Louisville and, and Kentucky fans. I, I don't know how many times we've been asked this week, what's going on with Kentucky basketball <laughs> in general? I said, I know, I know. I, oh, we were talking about the, you know, that infamous sign that that fan was holding up down in Lexington about, you know, Cal <laughs> going to Texas. So, I, I, I'm sure they're thinking it different, too, now. Once they win the game, I was like, yeah, welcome to Kentucky. 
uh, Kentucky fans with the bandwagon off and on always. Hey, it's amazing what happens when you knock off Tennessee. It's crazy how all sins are forgiven. So, how things know. change, how it all changes. All of a sudden, everybody wants. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's a, it was just so funny. That's the one thing that's been funny this week, Leanne, is that Kentucky fans was ready to tar and feather John Calipari last week. Then they get a win against Tennessee. Now they want to jo- jump on Louisville radio stations talking about Louisville fans. Y'all just need to be patient with Kenny Payne. Y'all was ready to throw John Calipari off the, 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 the you know, off the bridge into the river, like literally seven days ago. But you're gonna tell Louisville fans to relax and just be patient. <laughs> no, no, exactly. And I thought it was funny, and then they, you know they were asking me, "Did they really escort that guy that had the Texas sign?" I yes. said, "Well, I heard that they did." I was like, "Welcome to welcome to life in if you against the program." But hey, like you said, they're ready. They were ready to send him out, oh. pack him, play for. I mean, pay the <laughs> private field and everything to go down to Austin, and all like you said, and all of a sudden. And like you said, they're the, they're the last people to get advice to Louisville fans on how to treat the coach. Yeah, I, I, I can definitely do without any Kentucky fans' opinions on the Louisville basketball coaching job or <laughs> any Louisville job in general. I, I would rather not. <laughs> but I tell you what, I know we got four. Hey, uh, oh, hey, yeah, go uh, ahead, Joe. Real, real quick before we get in, Leanne. Could you please return our linebacker post haste? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Well, well, it was funny because I, I reached out to him, and uh, you know, he's like, "I just landed in Oxford," and I, and the thing about you know with with Ole Miss and, and the transfer portal, uh, you know, they work real quietly. I've I've said it all season long. They make moving signs. When you got transfer kids coming in, they come in real quietly. They're on their tour. You know, I, I like to let the kids enjoy their visits. You know, I ain't trying to, because I want them to enjoy their visits wherever they go and everything. But it, but, but it's always a sure bet. I don't like to bet that unless I know that I'm going to have a good chance of winning. But you know when Lane Kiffin and that coaching staff uh, is going to get people in, especially with the hire of Pete Golding and everything, they're, they're probably going to be there. They're, the deal's probably already done. You know, this is just this is just a formality. But, you know, that's a huge get. Uh, you get for for the for Ole Miss Rebels. I don't really think that the that the Ole Miss fan base realizes what a gem they're getting in that kid, and, and some of the other kids that we picked up the last, you know, the two quarterbacks, but but the defense especially. And you know, I was looking at a shot, going through some shots of you know from when when Ole Miss played Louisville, you know, early in the season, um, and there was a great shot of Monty going after Matt, and I'm just like, y'all don't know what a dog. Uh, you just got oh, and, yeah. and what a huge what a huge get you know I know people talk about injuries and that you know and he's like any player you know has has gone through that and everything are they going to come back better than ever but this kid I mean just watching his film and what he's done I mean he's he's a huge get and, and he's going to be a big upside for the Rebels immediate immediately no doubt yeah so so you know last year you know we, we sent uh watkins down there and, and they sent us back momo sonogo so now that we've sent monty montgomery down there uh we're expecting to get somebody back can we have can we have a can we have an acc sec you know you help me out i'll help you out you see if yeah. people bothered more and, and made the best of it hey because at the end of the day we talk about it you know um Kids can only do so much at a program. Same thing with coaches. They have to move on. You can't take it personal. Some kids just get better in a different program, you know, and, and that's how it goes. It's coaches changes and everything. But, you know, I don't know about, you know, I was kind of thinking about it, you know, when people ask me about all the state of, you know, Kentucky basketball in general for Louisville to, you know, to um, Kentucky. Uh, I wonder what this is doing for the football program because I feel like this kind of, this kind of rough water that the basketball programs are both going in oh. at both these universities and power conferences 
it, it's kind of letting open the doors for the football programs to go, and that's oh, not necessarily a bad thing, you I, know, I, as far I, as recruiting in any the, the football program, yeah, it has definitely been, you know, booing the whole athletic department right now. So what what I'm going to need for you to do is tell Lane Kevin he's a, he, he got money, so we, he needs to send us a tight end. He needs to send Louisville a tight end. I'm going to need a quarterback. Yeah, well, yeah like I said, we need to start with – hey, that's a great <laughs> idea. We need, hey, you can't make the portal. Let's start it. Well, you know, you just like you do on Tuesday. Yeah. Let's start a let's start a, tra- let's start a transfer absolutely absolutely but i tell you what, let's go ahead and get to these games I, we got about 15 minutes left so i want to make sure we get through all these picks um so let's go ahead and roll through we got four divisional playoff games of course getting it kicked off today 4 30 nbc we have the jaguars who had one of the most amazing probably the most amazing comeback that i've seen live live in my life that I watched from beginning to end. The Jaguars came back uh, from way down to beat the Chargers last week, heading to Kansas City. Um, they are a big, big uh, underdog in this one. Nine-and-a-half-point dogs on the road in Kansas City. Um, Leanne, uh, you know, who do you think gets this one done? Or, 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 or you know, what's the line? Well, definitely, this is a, this is going to be a good betting one because this line, uh, the, you know, yesterday or the day before was like eight and a half, and it moved to nine yesterday, and like you said, right now, thirty and nine and a half. So, truly a popular game. Like you said, you got the Jacks. I mean, these are two teams that have played comeback all season, but like you said, that Jacksonville come comeback with Trevor Lawrence just maneuvering. The thing about this is that young team, they're taking on the experienced Chiefs and everything. I think the Chiefs ultimately are going to come out with this one because they just got that experience. They know how to finesse and everything. But we're not, I think the Jags are going to keep it close. So on this one, I'm going to take the Jags to cover, especially with nine points. I really like what Trevor Lawrence does when he gets that offensive rolling. I like the Jags even more because on those third downs when they're on offense, they make things happen. And in games like this and divisional games like that, those are the difference. Those are the difference changers. So I'm going to take the Jags hands down on this one for nine. I think the Chiefs ultimately are going to find a way if they don't continue to play comeback football. We all know that the Chiefs are excellent. They got depth for days. But I think that Patrick Mahomes putting his team in this constant situation of playing comeback every week is going to catch up to them. So the Chiefs got to remember they got to keep this one close early. This can't be a second-half comeback. I don't care who you're working with. I don't care if you have Jesus Mary Joseph on your team. The Chiefs can't do it this week, especially with this young team coming in with with momentum and everything like Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville playing. But I'm going to take the Jags hands down on this one. All right, so taking the Jags in nine and a half. Joe, what do you think about this one? I like the Jags to cover the points, but I just can't fathom in any world. Uh, as, as awesome as that game was last week, I just can't fathom them actually knocking off the Chiefs. Yeah. And, At home, and, yeah. So taking yeah, the Jags I mean, in the points. So, so you take the points, but you think Kansas words, But I'll take them absolutely. Okay. Okay. Hey, what about you? You know what? I told everybody, everybody will listen. The Jags were going to do it last week. And you all doubted me. <laughs> you all <laughs> doubted me. And look what happened. The third greatest comeback in playoff history. It was Four interceptions in the first half. It was insane. Put it out of their mind. They came back and, came back and win. It ain't happening uh, this week. Uh, give me Jags no. some points. Okay. But uh, we all know what's going to happen. Kansas City, Kansas City for the win. 
Okay, okay. And, and you know what? I, I think that I, I will make it a clean, clean sweep. I do think it's going to keep it close. That pass rush of the Jaguars, I hate Kentucky players, but Josh Allen is a monster out there. And, and with that, that defensive line of the Jags, I do think they'll get some pressure on them. But, of course, going away, we'll see Travis Kelsey probably get a game-winning touchdown in the fourth quarter that will put it away. But I do think nine and a half is too many points, so give me the Jags and the points as well. Uh, so I, 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 so it's a clean sweep. We're all taking the Jags, but we all think the Chiefs are going to find a way to win. I like yeah. it. I, I feel good about it. Even though it makes me nervous that everybody's on the same page. I don't know. Uh, but let's go ahead and go to the, uh, the the night cap tonight, 8-15 on Fox. We have the New York Giants, uh, who just came out there after Molly Whopping the Vikings, and, and they're taking on the Eagles. Um, what do you think about this one, Leanne? We show that the Eagles are a 7.5-point favorite. That's a lot of points um, for, uh, you know, especially a, uh, a divisional game. Uh, you know, the, the conference, uh, the mates uh, there, the, the Giants and Eagles. Uh, who do you like in this one? You know we're going to see a we're going to see a big game tonight from both of these both these teams. You know, two of the top rushing offenses in the NFL. I've been rolling, I've been rocking and rolling with the Giants as far as the cover team. So I'm going to take them hands down on this one for the seven half points. Line hasn't really moved much. Um, you know, talk about there's a lot of great running backs and leads. We talk about what Barkley has done and opened up that offense for the Giants. He's been spectacular. They're well. They're rested. I think they're going to come in and they're going to you know put on another show. Now we're also talking that they're also playing on the road in Philly. The, the Giants haven't been successful in Philly since 2013, and I'm not sure they're going to be able to do it, especially with the, the way the Eagles have been playing, the momentum on top of that of playing at home. So I'm going to take the Giants to cover on this one, but I think the Eagles are going to roll out of this one. I think it's going to be a close one. I, I had the over and under at 48. I don't know how much that line yeah, is, but if it's, a, still if, it's still, if it's still a 48, I think it's going to be a close one. I'm going to take the under this one. I just think that, you know, the Eagles have a lot going for them. Talk about Devontae Smith uh, being spectacular, you know, Hurts, yes. you know, everyone's talking about he's quite, you know, his injury, is he going to be able, but they still found a way to win, and they wouldn't be here in the divisionals right now. I like the Eagles, I like the Eagles to roll on this one, but I think the Giants cover at seven and a half points. I like it, I like it. Uh, Joe, what do you think on this one? Uh, Eagles minus seven and a half. I think Eagles roll. Okay. I'm taking, I'm riding with Philly this postseason. I really like them, man. They're, they're a good looking team. I think, I think this is their year. I hope it's their year because anybody, if you don't know about Philly fans, man, they're insane, and I really need them to win this Super Bowl so I can go up and stay with some friends and watch them spray petroleum jelly on all the telephone poles so people can't, can't climb them. Like, I want to ride an ATV through the streets of Philadelphia like I'm an extra in a Creed movie. I need this to happen. Wow. I like go it. Eagles. I like it. Haven, what are you thinking? Uh, Eagles minus seven and a half? Man, give me Eagles all day long. Now, I will say this, though. It's hard to beat a team three times in a row. Yeah. And the Eagles swept them during the regular season. And the team that's, like, won, like, I think it's, like, uh, the swept the team regular season, like, six and four. Okay. In this round of playoffs. But, uh... Yeah. I, I love Haven. I, like last last week, it was the natural grass stat, the the one and eight on natural grass. Now Haven's coming with the stats of the you know if you've won two games in the regular season. Look at Haven coming with the strong stats. That's what I do. <laughs> I like it. So you so you, those are the invincibles that no one talks about. That's what I like because people don't realize. Yeah, you'd be good one week, but like you said, it's going to be that one. Like you said, that one <laughs> yeah. stat about the thing that's going to be the game changer. Absolutely. So hold on. So are you taking Eagles in the points? Or are you uh, laying the points? You think Giants keep it close? Eagles in the points. Okay, okay, fair enough. I'm going to tell you what, man. I'm going to give Daniel Jones some credit because I've been on Daniel Jones. I said he sucked. You know, he's overrated. But homeboy has had a good year. 
And, you know, he took over that game last week. Um, I think that the Giants will keep it close. I think the Eagles get it done. But we got to see Jalen Hurts in the playoffs. Playoff football is different. He's a young guy. Um, I do think the Eagles will get it done. But I think it's going to be a lot closer than, than what folks think. Um, I, I think the Giants will get it done. I think Saquon Barkley is going to do his thing, um, you know, and, and get, get that running game going. Um, give me the Eagles for the win, but I do think the Giants are going to keep it close. Uh, switching to the Sunday set, of course, we get started with uh, the, uh, the rematch of, you know, the, the DeMar Hamlin, uh, you know, ish, uh, just a complete disaster that happened a few weeks back. The Bengals on the road at the Bills, um, you know, everybody's back. Um, you know, DeMar is, is healthy. He, of course, won't be playing, but he's back up and around his teammates. A um, lot of good feelings up there. You know, some people said it's the Bills movie and everybody else is just playing with it. The Bills are a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Leanne, who do you like in this one? This is this is. I've been going back and forth all week on this, and I think this is going to be a really close one, like that Kentucky Derby horse race at the photo finish. Oh, yeah. Too close to call everyone. Everybody was talking about the Bills early. They've been playing really good ball. Even more momentum with everything that's happened with Hamlin. But the Bengals, I like them in this one. I like the Bengals five and a half. First, I was calling them to cover, and I know they're playing with the pocket rule, but I feel like the Bengals have gone here a lot of times. And Joey Burrow wants to close this one, so I'm going to call. I'm going to I'm going to take a bold move. And I'm going to call the Bengals to cover in this one. And I'm also going to call them for the upset. Ooh. I just think that the, Bills, the, the thing about the Bills on this one, the Bills have a lot of mojo, but the last couple games, the tail end of the season, divisional football, playoff football, a lot different. They get a lot of, they get themselves in a lot of self-inflicted wounds, and the big one has been turnovers. So I feel like the, this is going to be one team that it, Bills can't make mistakes in this one. Neither can the Bengals. But I really think that the Bills' self-inflicted wounds could hurt them if they're ready to get away in this one. I think that's where Joey Burrow is going to capitalize. They're going to have to find a way to keep. Bills and that offense off the field. I think it's going to be close to call, but at first I was going to go with the Bengals just to cover. Um, but I, but I'm going to call. I'm going to call enough that I felt like I haven't called enough set in this divisional. I think the Bengals are at that point, so I'm going to call the Bengals to cover and pull up the upset on the road in Orchard Park. Okay, all right, Joe. What do you think on this one? Five and a half Bills are five and a half point favorites at home. All right, let me think on the fly real quick, so it doesn't sound like I'm just regurgitating everything Leanne just said. Guys. <laughs> uh, Made every point I was going to make about the Bills. <laughs> uh, they've, they have, they seriously, they have been odd, and and it's one of those things where it feels like they've been winning but doing it on borrowed time uh, towards the end of the season. I don't know how that bodes well for you in the playoffs. Maybe they can get lucky and just ride it out, you know. And it's one of those seasons where you say, "Yeah, they just they were lucky." I don't know, man. Something tells me that the Bengals pulled this upset off. I hate admitting that. I hate saying that. I hate who day. I think they're going to get it, man. I think, I think they have a chip on their shoulder. I think they feel like the NFL screwed them over with the game and not getting the, the, rematch, the rescheduled game. Uh, I think they got all the mojo right now. I think Joe Burrow goes and gets it done. I like it. I like it. Uh, uh, jo- uh, Haven, what are you thinking on this one? Man, I hate to sound like everybody else, so I'm not. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm not. Joe Burrow is the most sacked quarterback in the NFL playoff history. He, he's going to get sacked about three times. Hamlin is going to be at the game. The Bills will have all the emotion. 
Give me the Bills. Okay, okay. I tell you what, man. The the, the Bengals since starting the season uh, one and two, and just looking god awful to start the year. They've been eleven and two since then. Um, have been, you know, if if not the probably the best team in football outside of maybe the Buffalo Bills. I think the winner of this game probably is going to be the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I think that that the Hamlin factor uh, is a big one, um, and I think it's going to be a an amazing game. I'm going to take the bill, the, the Bengals to cover, but I think the passion uh, of you know the folks rocking in Orchard Park, the Bills have had. They are a lot. You want to talk about four Super Bowls in a row, four year, you know, four years in a row of losing. That's what they're known for. I think it's just their movie. I do. I hate the Bills. I don't like them, but I think the Bills get it done. <laughs> Why do you hate the Bills? I, I, I've never, hate the Bills? I, I hate the Bills. <laughs> I, I've always yeah. hated the Hell. Bills, man. Hell. I, How I, is that I, possible? I'm, a, I'm a Raiders fan, so watching the Bills go to all them Super Bowls when, uh, you know, Bo it Jackson goes them. down with the injury, uh, I felt like those were the Raiders Super Bowls that they should have been in. So I've always had a, <laughs> a, a hate in my heart for the Buffalo Bills. I couldn't stand Steve Tasker. I didn't didn't like Lofton. I hated Jim Kelly. So, you know, I don't like the Bills, but the Bills get it done. I feel like it's their movie, and we'll just have to watch it happen. Uh, I know we only got about three minutes left. Uh, quickly, this last one, the Cowboys, the 49ers, the, the, the franchises that do it all in the NFL, America's team versus the, the, the gold rush out west. The Cowboys travel to the 49ers. The 49ers are a four-point favorite. Leanne, who you like in this one? Man, I, I just can't even. I, I've been rolling with Dallas all season, and I just I, sometimes I'm still are like I, I can't believe Dallas got here, but <laughs> but that Dallas defense got him in here. Yes. So can Dallas? Can Dallas do San Francisco? Is the question. You know, I, I like the 49ers. I feel like they got that dark horse momentum, uh, especially on the road. I'll, I'll take Dallas to cover in this one. I just think Dallas. They got all the. I always say it. They got the. They got some of the best talent ability, all that the money can buy. But they don't, when they get to this point, they, they never close. They find a way to get to the point, but they just never close for me. And I, I just don't think they're going to do it again, especially on the road with the 49ers. So I'm going to take Dallas to cover, but I'm going to roll with the Niners on this one. I like them at home. I just don't think that Dallas is going to come up with enough, even with the defense and how they're playing. Um, you know, they're, they're, a lot of things are going to have to click, and I just feel like the 49ers are going to be able to have that one bigger play, that one bigger momentum in the end. Um, to, to win it out, especially in this divisional race. Fair enough. Uh, Joe, who do you like in this one, uh, 49ers minus four? I'm riding with the Niners because literally outside of Haven, every single football fan that I hate is a Cowboys fan. <laughs> I hate Dallas. Just like you hate the Bills, yes. but the Cowboys are worth hating. <laughs> like, the Bills are harmless, man. You're out here hating moths <laughs> that are just flying around light bulbs, my guy. <laughs> I, I save my hate for the well-deserved. Oh, Jerry right. Jones, bleep him. Wow. Uh, his his big house, bleep it. <laughs> I, I hate Dallas. I hope Dak gets sacked 47 times. <laughs> I hope Micah Parson gets flatlined coming wow. across that edge. Go Niners. Wow. Okay. Hey, I, hope I, Kittle I, catches, I hope Kittles catches <laughs> pass rush Limbaugh flipping. Wow. I, I feel like I know where Haven's going with this one. Haven, Niners minus four, who you like? So this is a toss-up game, right? I, I believe the Niners we are more 30, talented. Th- 30 seconds. 30 seconds, okay. Niners more talented than the Cowboys. Yes. The Cowboys <laughs> have never made it to this point in the playoffs since I graduated high school in 1992. Yes. 
But you know what? It doesn't matter because I hate the 49ers. As much as you guys hate the Cowboys, because I hate the 49ers. And the mortal words of Dusty Rhodes, we got something coming for you guys. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going down this Sunday at 6 o'clock. Everybody be there. It's going to be Starcade all over again. Me and Rick about to do this. And I'm telling you, the Cowboys. How about them Cowboys? Wow, he's got faith back. I love it. I love it. Well, I'm taking the Niners. It's not going to happen. The Cowboys are going home crying. There we go. I appreciate you, Leanne. Thank you so much. Joe Haven, as always, appreciate you guys. Appreciate everybody calling in and texting in this week. Uh, thank you all, and we will be back next week on Wake Up 502. Make sure y'all come out 21st in Germantown, uh, 1481 South Shelby Street. And we're out. If yes, ma'am. Let's go, let's go. What yeah. was Sean is cooking. <laughs> we out, y'all. Keep on keeping on if I don't chill